And now I have one in college and one on the way to college. And I'm still answering questions and guiding on a daily basis. It might be something like what I got as a text the other night. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to Free Thinking Friday, a brief episode where I talk about things I've been pondering throughout the week. My name is Kim Peek, and I am a movement and mindset strategist with a passion for running, triathlon, and all things fitness. I am also a mom of three girls, a mom of three female dogs, and a speaker. I would love to come work with you and speak to your group, put together a retreat, host a girls' night out, talk to your Girl Scout group, whatever. I would love to work with you. Anyway, on to this week's story. I have a high school senior, and we had a big party last weekend to celebrate her graduation. Graduation is this Sunday, and everywhere I go, the big thing people ask is, what will you do now that you have only one kid at home? Mind you, my youngest will be a sophomore in the fall, and she's hardly grown up and out on her own, paying her own bills, working a nine-to-five, There is still a ton of parenting to do here. Yet, people keep asking me, what will you do now that you have only one kid at home? So I've been thinking about this, and I don't really have any great answers, but here we go. At our grad party last weekend, I was talking with a friend who spent a lot of time with us when our kids were in elementary school. We would go to the gym together. If you've ever heard episode number one of the podcast where I talk about how I became a runner, She was one of my friends who had a great deal to do with my early running and why I started running, and we would hang out all the time. So we we haven't talked a ton as much as we used to because life has changed since our kids were in elementary school, but she was at the grad party and we were talking and we got on this topic about making lunches for our kids in the morning and how some people are critical because she still makes her kids lunches. Well... I do too. I still make my kids lunches. And while I'm eager to have a break from that for the summer, I am not one of those parents who thinks that kids need to be learn to be responsible by making their own lunches. If you listened to Free Thinking Friday a few weeks ago, you heard the story of the film my daughter directed and how annoyed I was that some of the kids were not held accountable for their work. So I do believe that there are times when we need to make a point and make our kids learn lessons. However, at least in my house, making lunch isn't one of those times. Why is that? Because it's not about the sandwich. Our kitchen is the gathering point in our house, and in addition to my own kids, I will almost always have a whole bunch of other kids. We have a fairly open door, and We always have at least one to 10 extra kids who don't live here who are just hanging out. And I love that about our family and about our house. So the time I spend in the kitchen doing dishes, cooking, making sandwiches, gives me a reason to be in their space. Sometimes I'm invisible and it's like they just carry on without 
even really acknowledging that I'm there. But sometimes I'm part of the conversations. And it gives me a reason to be present. It gives me a reason to be there if someone needs me or if somebody wants to talk to me. So in the morning when I'm making the lunches, it's not about the sandwiches at all. It's about getting up with my kids, having a conversation while they are busy getting ready for school, and just being present and being part of their lives. I look at time in the kitchen the same way I look at time with them in the car. My youngest still needs me to drive her places. And I am one of those women who does not love shopping, but I'm always willing to take her to the mall or help her find a dress for a special occasion. Why is that? Because when we are driving or shopping, She's more likely to open up and talk about things she doesn't talk about around the dinner table. Yes, I know. All families are busy, and mine is no exception, but I do still like to have family dinner and try to get all five of us, when we're all in town or all home, around the same dinner table. Because I think that's another great place to connect with your family. Anyway, I am fortunate that my family is able to live this way, and I understand that not everyone has the luxury of having a parent who doesn't work outside the home, or a parent who works part-time, or a parent who has flexible hours. We all do the best we can to raise our children in the circumstances that we have. So none of these stories are about judgment whatsoever. This is just all me rambling from my own perspective. But When people ask me what I plan to do now that I have two in college or what I plan to do when my youngest graduates in three more years, I get a little confused. I don't know what's ahead. When they were babies, I felt like the baby stage was the hardest thing ever. They cried all the time and needed to be held and rocked. We even made up our own songs and took turns walking the halls as our colicky baby screamed her head off night after night. And you know, when you're there, you think that this stage of life is hard and it's never going to end. And I still have vivid memories of having a husband who traveled a lot when the kids were little and there was still homework to do. And we have elementary school age kids and there's nightly reading assignments that are so, so important. So they have to get done. But Oh my, was it hard to get those done with a toddler crawling all over me and a baby crying while my oldest was trying to read. That was hard. And then they got older and there were new things to worry about. Bullying, boys, curfews, drugs, driving, drinking and driving, all the things parents of teenagers worry about. And they were learning to make decisions on their own and stand up for themselves. And sometimes that worked out great. And they worked out their own problems, and other times they struggled. And we had lots of tears. Raising teenagers isn't an easy job either. And now I have one in college and one on the way to college. And I'm still answering questions and guiding on a daily basis. It might be something like what I got as a text the other night. OMG, Mom. Rosie, her her roommate's dog, Rosie just shattered the glass in the front window when she bound onto the couch to see what was outside. Okay, now we have to figure out how to fix a window in a rental house in an old house. And 
They live in a sketchy neighborhood. And is it safe to leave the window without a pane of glass? And how long is it safe? All of these things that you help your child who is grown-ish work out. Or maybe it's how do I buy a lawnmower? Or how long do I cook the chicken for? You know how many of us still call our moms to find out how long we have to cook the Thanksgiving turkey or how we make a hard-boiled egg. Yes, we have Google now, so things are easier. But how many of these things do you like to run to your mom or your parent or an adult from your past to help have them help you solve? Anyway, it might even be sitting by the phone and texting while your college kid is waiting in the emergency room hours and hours away because she had a cyst on her butt that popped and was oozing disgusting liquid. This actually happened. And it actually is a really funny story and one that she did a comedy routine on for a new works festival that her comedy and tragedy class participated in this semester. And I am going to link to that in the show notes because her three-minute stand-up routine is totally worth watching. It was very fun. So where am I going with this? I'm just trying to get a point across the point that we don't know what the future holds. I feel like I have a lot of momming yet to do. And eventually, I hope I get to have a lot of grandma duties. I want to be that grandma who babysits and takes the grandkids on fun adventures. So when people ask me, what will you do now? I try to remember that they're making small talk and that maybe they're a little bit curious and probably they don't know how things roll around here. In addition to that, people outside of my house really don't understand all that I do on a daily basis, and they totally don't understand all that is involved with running a podcast and the coaching that I do. I have a very flexible life, so it might look to outsiders like I don't do a whole lot. But this stuff keeps me extremely busy, and it's stuff that I love to do. I'd like to do more coaching, more speaking, write a book, or maybe 10, and travel and host retreats and workshops. And some of those things I'm working on right now, some of those things I'm doing now, and a lot of those things I want to do much more of in the future. And I think what people are really asking when they say, when your youngest goes off to college and you're empty nesters, will you get a real job? And if by real job, they mean work in an office with fluorescent lighting and structured hours and stuffy air and limited vacation with a bunch of grumpy coworkers, the answer is absolutely freaking not. I'm all for keeping my options open. I think it was Brene Brown who I heard tell Oprah on a podcast that people should follow their curiosity. She talked about how not everybody has a passion, and she says that now she regrets giving that follow your passion advice for so many years because of an email that she got from somebody after one of her workshops, and it really changed her perspective on that. Not everybody has a passion. It shouldn't be this mystical thing that we're all chasing, but we all have the ability to be curious about things, and we should hope for the courage and the desire to follow that curiosity. At least in my world, that's what's important to me. And I hope that my kids always want to follow what they're curious about. Sometimes that can lead to a career. Sometimes it just leads to new hobbies, but we don't know unless we follow the curiosity. I've said before that I hate the interview question, 
where do you want to be in 10 years? Or where do you think your career will go in 10 years? I'm still not really sure what people think they're measuring with that question. I've never been able to answer it. But I have always been good at following my curiosity and seeing where that takes me. No matter what kind of job I've held, I've always had three things that were part of that job. I love to write, I love to teach, and I love to create. How I've done that over the years has changed over and over again. Sometimes I followed my curiosity. Other times it was a life situation that pushed us in a different direction, like the year that two of my kids got extremely sick and missed three months of school, and I had to quit my job because I had someone at the doctor doctor, seriously every single day. It was impossible to work. Other times, I've been curious about technology and have gone down a new path as I taught myself something new, which is pretty much what happened when I started this podcast. I was curious about podcasts and how to put one together, and I just started doing it. Moms, dads, you don't have to have it all figured out. So the next time someone is critical or questioning your life choices, think about this episode and remember, it's not about the sandwiches. We have graduation this weekend and it has been so much fun seeing all the seniors celebrate over the last couple of weeks and these last few days at school. At our school, there's a tradition at the beginning of the school year that they call Senior Sunrise, and all of the seniors go and watch the sunrise together sometime during the first week of school, and they sit on school property and just kind of have a nice mellow time watching the sunrise to symbolize the beginning of their big senior year. And then there's Senior Sunset, and that was on the last day of school, and they sat on the sidelines of the baseball field together to watch the sunset as their team won the game that will take them to the state championships. And all of the kids were posting videos of last night, and it was just like scenes from a movie, just one of those nostalgic movies where you wanted to be there and wish your high school was just like that, so you could be just like these kids in the movie. And all of the girls who spent the night at our house last night all agreed that they just felt like it was the perfect way to end their last day of high school. Yes, I know that as parents, our lives also change as our kids grow up, but this weekend, I am going to take it all in and celebrate the good times and the hard times and the big things yet to come. And if you stop by my house, I might even make you a sandwich. Everybody have a great weekend. Be sure to tune in on Tuesday because I have the interview with Dina Castor, and you will not want to miss it. It fits in perfectly with my graduation theme that I've been having going on here. It is not just for runners, and it will help you live your life with more optimism. And it's just such a great way, I think, to start your summer or to start a new season of life. So I will catch you all next Tuesday and have a fabulous, fabulous weekend. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign Power of Run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. 
as a new podcast your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.